sometimes women will just, it's, it's all towards their job, but it's hard to have that balance at home and others find great balance at home, but wish they could do more at work. And so um, you have to do what's best for you. Welcome to Coaching with Kelly, a podcast that gives you the tools that you need to invest in this season of your life. Join Life Coach Kelly Tibbetts as she interviews inspiring leaders who help you identify your why, name your strengths, and value your energy, soul, and thoughts. This podcast will help you live a brave, creative, purpose-filled life. Welcome to Coaching with Kelly. I hope that today's time together helps you to um, invest in this season of your life and most importantly, invest in your dreams. Today, my guest is Beth Eckert and Beth and I have been friends for a long time and I'm so excited that she is here to help me launch my 2022 season of the Coaching with Kelly podcast. So Beth, welcome. So glad you're here. Thank you very much. I'm also so excited to be here. So I would love if you would just take a moment or two and tell people a little bit about yourself. I think we've met, I think we met probably what do you think at this point, like 22 years ago? So we have three children each, so we have that in common. But tell me a little bit about you and your family and what you do for work. I, I would agree. It's probably around 22 years. So, um, yeah, I, I'm a, a married to the my high, my high school and college sweetheart, and we have three now adult-aged children. Um, so they are what, 25, 23, and 20. Um, I'm a dietitian and a diabetes educator. And for many years while I was raising my children, I worked, um, very close to home, um, as in that role. Um, and then as my children got older, um, a new opportunity came up. So. I know. I'm so excited to hear about that. So yeah. We have known each other for a long time. Um, you were, you know, one of those important people in my life. When we have little kids, you need those friends who will take turns and watch your kids for you. And so um, I feel comfortable enough with you to ask you this question. So there's a Thanksgiving meme going around. Um, you may have seen it. When you're inviting, because you have adult children, I have adult children. When you're inviting new people into your family, you have to ask them an important question. Are you the kind of family that drinks mimosas on Thanksgiving or do you go run a turkey trot? So I know the answer, <laughs> but I just wanted to talk to you about it. What kind of family are you? <laughs> uh, well, you do know the answer. <laughs> we are actually, we're a turkey trot family. And I, um, I, I, pride, my, yes. I pride myself on having these pictures each year um, of our families as they've been growing up and you know, the, the, through the years of the pictures of the, right. the trots. No, I love that. And that doesn't mean you don't have a nice mimosa when you get home. But when I saw that theme, I was like, I have to totally talk to Beth about that. Absolutely. We save the mimosa for later. And it started actually a long time ago because um, I grew up, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty active, as you know, I like, I just have a lot of energy and I had three kids who had even more energy than I did. And so we would have the extended family come to visit. And I would just think about how are we going to, get through this entire day. And right. so doing that turkey trot kind of burned off some of the energy, which allowed us to get, you know, come back and relax and enjoy each other. That's so important because you just did it in such an, you know, an honoring way. Like, let's just go burn some of this energy off instead of somehow try to like squish that energy down, right? Like that is so key for us to understand 
What's our energy like and how can we invest? So that really brings me to question number two. So you mentioned that all while your kids were growing up, you were, you know, using your degree to help people um, with nutritional challenges. You also balanced it in your own life. Um, one of the things I think about when we were younger is your kids were busy. My kids were busy, but you always made a way to make sure that you had meals planned, cooked, prepped. And you really were that example for me. I'm pretty proud now of the fact that I always meal prep and I always have taught my kids how to do it. But I think what you did really well was balance a busy life. There was work, there were activities, there were children, there was extended family. And you know, life in general is about learning how to balance in each new season. So now you're in a season where the kids are growing and flowing, you know, some of them are flying, some of them come back and forth. What, what do you particularly do to sort of create that balance in your life? And because it's the new year, people are a little interested in how we take care of ourselves nutritionally. So any of those tips that you might have for creating, you know, balance, not perfection, but a way to really take care of ourselves and our families. I think that's the key is never striving for perfection mm -hmm. and giving yourself the, the grace to, to not be perfect mm -hmm. that, you know, and each phase of your life is going to be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize when I went to college and decided to become a dietitian, I didn't realize that I was going to have the fortune of being able to have a part-time job mm -hmm. that was uh, that allowed me to balance my home and and work life. And yeah. you know, um, because I did that, I was able to feel like. Uh, I was com I was keeping up with everything I needed to within my field to mm -hmm. to feel like I was staying strong and current but yet still have the time to do the things I wanted to to take care of my family. However, not everybody has that luxury. Right. But I did take a lot of what I knew into into providing good meals. To me, I'm I'm Italian by you know by background i grew up with uh, role models of grandparents cooking and parents mm -hmm. cooking and meals are just a huge part of our life so yeah. you know com trying to combine the nutrition and and my background and trying to you know seeing the importance of family meals that i had growing up i wanted mm -hmm. to continue that but also knew that it was going to be um more difficult right you really had to plan so yeah. i'd say i'm i'm a list person mm. um and so knowing that that was a priority to me, mm -hmm. um, all of my family would tell you that family meals were prioritized over yeah. many other things. Right. You know? So eating together to, in some capacity always meant a lot to me. And to be able to do that, I had to, to plan mm -hmm. in order to do it. Um, you know, I was able to use my background to be able to, to try to plan some healthy meals Yes, as, as well. Right. But, um, you know, I think about like, how did I go about it each week? I always looked, um, as I said, I'm a, I'm a list person, I'm a planner, but I, you know, when you're busy, some of that goes by the wayside, right. but I've always lived by somewhat of a calendar, mm -hmm. um, just being able to look at my calendar. And so I always had a, a process for how I would go about planning those meals. Well, I think that's one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about today is, you know, for a lot of people, every time the new calendar goes on the wall, it feels like a little reset. Like, okay, this is something important to me. Life's gotten a little busy, but I want to try again. And so from food prep to exercise, one of the things that's important is sort of creating a plan. 
So mm -hmm. do you have any kind of, you know, format that you use to make this plan? Um, I'll tell you, one of the things I discovered the last few years was sort of naming the days so that I didn't constantly feel overwhelmed with like trying to create, you know, a different nutritional dinner every night. I'm like, you know what, Wednesdays are chicken and Monday night is some kind of bowl. Any kind of tool like that that you used um, during the years, whether it was for food or exercise to kind of keep you from having to always start from scratch? I, that's exactly what I did. Mm. I, you know, um, my family loved uh, Mexican type food. So right. instead of taco Tuesdays, we just knew Tuesdays was some form of that. So whether yes. it be fajitas or a bowl or a taco salad or, or whatever, we always knew that was Tuesdays. We always knew the night that a big, whatever, who, my kids were really big into different activities, yep. sports, dance, and everything. And we had some busier nights. And so whatever that night was for the season, that was our pasta night. And we had mm. pasta and meatballs or pasta and chicken or or something like that. Um, all of my family loves salad, thank goodness. And so yeah. salad and some kind of a protein was also another meal. And so they're simple meals that we ate. But I was always trying to think about, you know, all the food groups I wanted to include. I've always used a reset of a week mm. because I find that I found that works for my patients as well. I don't like to plan my meals for the month. I like to plan by the week because then mm -hmm. if you, you know, if you get off track, well, it's only seven days and right. then you've started again. Yeah. No, that's so good because there is nothing worse than like, okay, I'm going to go meal prep for two weeks and then life happens and you don't, I'll help tell you a really quick story. My youngest daughter lives in a home, um, a fraternity, a sorority house and they have a chef, but you don't have to use the chef. You can buy your own food and try to save money that way. And so two of her friends thought we'll just order hello fresh every week. But you know what happened? Every single night at dinner time, they're both too tired to cook. And after like three weeks, their food was like rotting in the refrigerator and now they didn't want to eat because the refrigerator needed to be clean. So I love the idea of just every week reset. And so um, episode three of my podcast, I have Melissa Stutz who lives in our town and she is a professional organizer. And um, every week she takes everything out of her fridge and vacuums it. I never did anything to that level of organized. But what does a reset look like for you once a week? So um, I typically, I always have, I, I, typically grocery shop the same day each week. Mm. I, I try to only go to the grocery store once a week. And so one of the things I do before I even get started is I open my refrigerator to look to see what's in it. Yeah. See what's left, see what I can repurpose into another meal, mm. see what dates are on that are frozen meats I might have. Um, and then I'll close it the next thing I do is I look at that bigger month calendar for the week to see what do I have coming up? What, mm. what does my work week look like? Am I driving to work, which I have a long commute, or am I working from home? What do I have going on in the mm. evening? How long do I have to prep each meal? Mm -hmm. And then from there, I'm able to plan my meals That's for the so week. Smart. Yeah. And then I go to the grocery store. See, and so many of us didn't learn this growing up. So we would start at the grocery store, which just doesn't serve us. So having that month calendar that shows you all the activities that are going on, but then really limiting yourself to just this week. What do I need to do for this week? What do I already have? That's so beautiful to just repurpose, try to get through what we already have. We tend to overbuy, especially through COVID. I know many of us like got into a habit of maybe overbuying and then a plan is what you're basically saying is like, hey, Tuesdays could be Mexican food, Wednesdays could be pasta. That's awesome. How about exercise? You've always managed to do that as well. And that's something I've always looked up to you because you were as busy as I was, but you made it a priority. How did you do that? Uh, exercise for me is 
is how is is another way that I reset. Mm. Um, currently, I can tell you what I because I'm working from home about eighty five to ninety percent of the time, and it's hard because you don't know when to end work. Mm. And so um, when I was traveling to work, I used to like to exercise in the morning. It got my energy going. Mm-hmm. Um, but what work has been working well for me for the last year is ending my work day with a workout. Mm. And it resets my brain to allow myself to be in my house, but as as just living within my house as opposed to working in my house. Wow. Um, exercise has just always been important to me. I don't always love it. Lots of times I don't look forward to it. But as you know, you always yeah. feel good after you get the exercise. And so um I'm off I'm often changing changing it up of what I do. I, I enjoy running, but um, there are times where my knees aren't aren't my friend and I have to walk <laughs> and then I'm a walker and then yeah. uh you know I might try something else. I'm always willing to try something new. I've never mm-hmm. been an expert at one thing. You know, growing up I danced and I loved that. But you know, as an adult, it's always where can I fit that half hour in or that hour in? And because of it, you know, I have all my children are are active. Everybody right. knows that I'm going to do it. If I, if they want some time with me, they might take that walk with me. You know, right. it's. Yeah. I so. love that idea though. Cause when we're hopping onto this call, you have headphones on and you said that helps you know when you're at work and when you're not at work, the headphones are on or off and ending your workday with a, with a workout, especially in your home, if you're working from home is such a good way to mark the end of that day. So those are all really incredibly helpful things. Anything else you would suggest for people who are looking to sort of create some new rhythms in the new years around meals or exercise, or I especially love that somehow with three kids who are as busy as yours were, you made meal time together a priority. Um, any other thoughts about how you managed to do that? Because I'm sure it was really hard. Everyone going in three directions. I, I think I, it always comes back to not striving for perfection. So mm-hmm. many of the times, you know, when my kids were growing up, the meals I was talking about, like I said, some of them were easy. Some of them were frozen meals, mm-hmm. meaning I had frozen them in advance and I took them out because that's what I had time to do. Um, and it allowed me to exercise, right? Mm. You can't do everything on a, um, as far as the, you know, exercise goes, little bits, you know, mm-hmm. where can I fit in little bits? So if I was driving children to three different places, but I knew I had a half hour, if I had a pair of sneakers in the, my trunk, mm-hmm. I could pull them out. Was it the best workout? Probably not, but it was a workout. Right. Again, not the perfection, but at the end of the day, I was able to say I got something in at the end of the week. I was able to say I got something in. Yeah. I think that's so huge. Just deciding in advance, it's important. And then looking for the ways to make it possible. That's what you did really well. Well, you mentioned that while your children were growing up, you worked part-time, you are now in a really neat opportunity. Do you have any advice for other women who are trying to do this balancing thing of trying to figure out how to work, how to take care of, you know, themselves and their family perhaps, but especially as we're looking for advocates, you know, Mm -hmm. having someone who's just that one step ahead of you. That's what I hope this podcast does for some of the young moms is just put some new ideas in your head. Any leaders that spoken to you that you want to share a little bit about what they taught you? I've been really fortunate in my, in both my career and home life to be surrounded by strong women Mm. and women who really lead by example. And I just think that's really important to have healthy uh, role models, right? So in healthcare, you know, in the field I chose as a dietitian and and educator, there I, I do surround myself with a lot of women just 
by happenstance. Um, but because of that, I've just been able to see how women have balanced their own life, I think is really important. Like I, there were times where I was like, oh, I'd really love to have this next level job, but I'm barely surviving what I'm doing right now. <laughs> so I'm just going to stay where I am. I've been in a field that I've surrounded myself by strong women, which has just been, they've been great role models to me. And there are times where I wished I could take on more at work, but I knew that I couldn't mm. and that my time would come, right? That there would be that mm -hmm. time. Um, and that's allowed me to have some balance. I think it's important to, to be mm. surrounded by women who understand the balance because there are sometimes women will just, it's, it's all towards their job, but it's hard to have that balance at home and others find great balance at home, but wish they could do um, more yeah. at work. And so um, you have to do what's best for you. And you yeah. can look to people for to see how they do things, and then adapt it to work best for you. Um, I think when you're raising children, um, and you're lucky to be doing it with a partner, you want that partner, you want that partner to know where they fit in as well. And being really mm -hmm. honest to have conversations with them to as to what's working and what's not working. And, um, and being able to admit that you can't do it all. I, I had a mother who did work a little bit part time. Mm -hmm. She did everything at home and she had been mm -hmm. my role model and she's still a fabulous, fantastic person, but it was easier for her to run the household per se, because that's what she did. She was the CEO mm -hmm. of our house. Exactly. I wanted to be that person but I also wanted yeah. to be at work. And so I, I needed to be able to admit, I can't do it all the way I want to. I need to have some help. I love that so much because I didn't know any of this when we first met and we sort of figured it out alongside each other that we both wanted both a life at home and a life outside the home. And, you know, I think one of the best gifts we can give ourselves is I was reading something recently that said the 40 hour work week was created because the intention there was someone else doing the other work. So whether you were married and had a spouse or you lived in a boarding house, somebody else was doing the work to keep you alive while you did this 40 hour work week. And I think this work from home thing has shown a lot of us. It is impossible to commute, work 40 hours, have the family life you want to have, exercise, eat all the healthy food. And so you're kind of like leaning in and leaning out over and over again. And having a plan, of course, is incredibly helpful. But I love what you said. Have grace. Look to others who might be advocates or mentors, but really figure it out for yourself. What do you want? And then invest your energy there. It's so important. So... I would love if you have a little tool or tip that you can share. I was telling you before we started recording, we have grandmas listening. We have women like us who are in that in-between phase. We have moms of littles. We have college students. One of the little tools I gave my kids was meal prep like oatmeal at the beginning of the week. Put it in a mason jar, and then you don't have to think about breakfast for five days. What's like a little tool or tip that you may have passed on to your children of the end of the day, you're tired. The easier thing would be to drive through fast food but you know you want to eat something healthy and you want your body to be nourished by food. What's a little tool or tip that you've learned along the way? So obviously, like I would obviously say I prefer whole foods in the whole food form, right? But, right. you know, being able to admit I am really tired or I don't have as much time. So I, frozen foods are okay. You know, yeah, you can easily have a nice healthy meal with a sandwich and a side of right. carrots or celery or yes. a, a vegetable. It doesn't have to be a full, fully hot, hot cooked, new, fresh meal every single night. So 
It's so true. Uh, leftovers should be your friend. I, I know so many people who say, yeah. oh, we would never do leftovers and that's fine. But I yeah. leftovers work very well and you can even plan for those leftovers. So I'll right. admit, I don't plan seven days of meals. I plan five mm. days of meals because I hope for some leftovers or I know that mm-hmm. one of those might be scrambled eggs and a piece of whole grain toast. That's so great. I love that so much. That is a really authentic, true way for all of us to know nobody's expected to make seven gourmet meals a week. Five is fantastic, but pasta is one of the nights frozen food is your friend. That's so great. So any last, yeah, any last things you want to share? Well, I was just going to say recently, I was reminded as my husband and I are empty nesting, I was reminded Mm -hmm. of what really a lot of my young younger patients would say to me is, I don't want to cook for one person or, you know, I'm just cooking for Mm -hmm. two people. I really do get it. I forgot for a while because I was making such big meals, Um, but you're important. So it's just as important Mm. to feed yourself as it is to feed everyone else. It gives you everything that you need. Um, You're just as important as everybody you do things for. I love that so much. That is going to become one of my Instagram posts around this podcast is you are important. And and what a gift we give ourselves when we believe that. The reason I'm making a nice lunch and sitting down with my sparkly water is because I'm important. And it is nice to make food for others. I love how you shared that. But it's also nice to make food for yourself that you love and that nourishes you. That's awesome. Well, how could people connect with you? There may be somebody who would like to go a little bit deeper in this. I know that the company you work for provides a lot of support for people too. What would be a good way for people to connect with you if they want to learn a little bit more about what you do? Um, well, the company I work for is actually, we do uh, virtual diabetes care. Um, so it's a mm-hmm. it's called Stability Health, and um, if you're interested in finding anything about it, it's uh, stabilityhealth.com, and we do coaching for people who have diabetes. So, um, you know, it, it could be something that's short-term, people are looking to have an assessment of what their current management is, or, you know, it could be a long-term, they just, they need an advocate in their corner, and mm-hmm. they can continue with the coaching, so... I love that so much. Everyone deserves an advocate in their corner. So I'm so glad that that's what you have found your way to. So Beth, thank you for joining me. Thank you for being one of those people along my path in life. You have pointed me over and over again to the importance of taking care of me. And I really do value that. And you did it by showing me as an example by living it out yourself. So glad our kids are friends. Glad we've had 20 years of friendship. And for all of you who are listening, I hope that today's episode really does help you invest in this season and in your relationships and in that important dream. Thanks for listening to Coaching with Kelly. Join us next time for more conversations on how to truly invest in this season of your life. For more information, or if you would like Kelly Tibbetts to be your life coach, you can find Kelly Tibbetts Life Coach on Facebook, or you can visit kellytibbetts.com.